recently turned 18, about a month ago today to be exact. And um, I think in the past year in particular, I've learned a lot. And um, I think I've grown a lot. I stopped growing physically a long time ago, so I think I've grown to look at things differently and mature and in my viewpoints on things and I just wanted to document my progress because I know these years are the most pivotal um, and the foundation of your life really starts from um, when you leave high school and stuff so if you'd like to grow with me <laughs> um, listen in um, so today I'm going to be talking about um a lesson that I learned about self-control recently. Um, right after my birthday, um, I was put into a situation where I had to put into practice what I've been learning about self-control. So faith is a pretty big part of my life. And if you talk to me, you'd know. Um, growing up, I had the privilege of being exposed to different religions just because my father um, is a Muslim and my mother's a Christian, but um, she goes to Pentecost and my grandmother is a Jehovah's Witness. So I, I think I'm blessed in the aspect that in terms of faith, it's usually something that people search really hard for or it's spoon-fed to them. And I got the privilege to learn about different um, religions and not just one but denominations within one and all those things so I'm grateful for that and I think one overlapping theme and a lot of religions is this um, aspect of self-control um, and self-control is something that if you're able to get a hang of, if you're able to master and understand it, will make you beyond powerful. Um, you can consider self-control synonymous with power and all honesty. Um, and if there's one thing that this world does not want you to have is power. They'd very much rather you um, be powerless so they have the ability to control you. Um, so, um, like I said, right after I turned 18, I found myself in a situation where I was, um, trying to compromise something that I strongly believed in to make someone happy. And I've been working on myself for a long time to be able to be secure in myself and the way that I wouldn't do something just to make someone happy. And as painful as it is, I'd admit that I was a people pleaser. Um, I think it came from a place of selflessness because I just truly enjoyed seeing other people happy. And I think it took time to learn that you can see other people happy and have it not anything to do with you because after a while I wanted to be the only thing that made people happy and I think that's what turned into selfishness is when I couldn't 
if it wasn't me that was making you happy, then it was wrong. And I think that's that's when it became a problem. Um, so in the situation that I found myself in, um, I was in a rock and a hard place. I had something that I had held on to so dearly that I still am holding on to by God's grace. And I cherished it even before I understood the meaning behind it. You could think of it as like a, a special, like rare limited edition coin or something. Because every once in a while, the mint prints, like misprints a coin. And I always found it really cool, this thing that I was holding on to. And, um, and let's say that coin later on you take it to the pawn shop just for fun and you find out that it's worth $10,000 and you cherish it even more but you already cherished it so much so it's just like kind of um how do you say satisfying to know that you you had so much faith in something even before you knew the value of it and that was basically me with this thing that I was holding on to um I I cherished it even before that I understood the value of it so the fact that um, this person came around and had me second-guessing myself was crazy. So um, I was doing relatively well. I think I was consistent with a lot of things in my life. I was finally getting the hang of a lot of things, starting to build up a routine for myself in more ways than one and just overall making strides in like growth I would say and there's one thing about the enemy is that if he sees you doing good he's gonna send a distraction your way so that you won't be able to reap the blessings that comes from being um, consistent and doing well and that's what happened I I was sent this wonderful distraction and once once you know you're being sent as a distraction, it is going to help you because you can actively work against it as opposed to being knocked off your feet without knowing. Um, so I did. I tried. I, I, you know, I tried not to give in to it. And as Christians, we know that we can't do things by our own strength. And you got to tap into a higher power. You got to tap into his strength to be able to overcome certain things. And I think that's where I failed is I tried to beat this distraction by my own strength. And it obviously didn't work too well for me. Um, so I was just going through this internal battle of me. I was trying to find a way to justify to manipulate and lie to myself basically and it was it was painful I think I went through a period of time where I was between like constant battle between my mind and my heart and my body like are you going to do this are you going to give up something that you have cherished so dearly before you even got the hype before you understood the meaning behind it just to please someone who came into your life 45 seconds ago is that what you're really gonna do and um I I kept 
I kept going and I really understood the importance of self-control in these few weeks because self-control makes you powerful and when we look at self-control like the thing about it is like it's so easy to overindulge it's so easy to give in to a craving it's so easy to overeat to overspend to snap back when somebody says something rude to you but it takes a different type of strength composure and power emphasis heavy on the power to hold back to abstain to withdraw to keep in and that's what makes you powerful when you look at like drug addicts or something when you're overindulging in something you relinquish your power to that thing so for like you know it's so sad but like drug addicts who are like addicted to like narcotics or something before they'd be able to have the power to say okay i'll take one in the morning or i'll follow the instructions and take it every four hours or i only take it when my pain level's like a nine but when you overindulge in it and you have to answer it to that thing if perk says pop seven you will pop seven and overdose because you have given it that power because of the overindulging into it And so with this situation that I had found myself in, I didn't overindulge practically, but theoretically in my mind, I had given this thing the power to control me. I had already planned out in my head what was going to happen, and I gave into it in that regard, and I just let it bother me. I... I was saying things I wouldn't normally say, doing things that I wouldn't normally do, and it was tough. Um, but after a while, I, glory to God be the glory, I think I finally, knock on wood, am slowly but surely coming back um, to my senses, I would say. Um, I think people around you who try to tell you that don't worry about the future live for now and stuff like that but you know when you are so impulsive in the now when you are overindulging in in spontaneousness you are subject to the now like you are at the mercy of everything that happens in the now and you'll never be prepared for the future you let the now have the power over you whatever is current whatever is constant is all that will matter and whatever is in the future will not so you be at the mercy of whatever is happening now and I feel like that's although I agree in some ways that you can't live your life focusing on the past and worrying about the future I think it really takes a different type of peace to be able to say hey yeah I'll live for now and still be smart about my future um and I think another thing I learned about in this lesson (laughs) was that some people are just meant to be controlled um for what it's worth I strongly believe that if everybody were in power power would have no value 
right? I feel like in order for people to be empowered, there has to be people below you in the most ethical way, if that could even make sense. And some people even enjoy being controlled. Some people need that structure. Some people need to be told what to do. Some people need to be controlled. So I don't think in more ways than one, it's not necessarily a bad thing for certain things to have power over you. But when you want power over something and you have relinquished it to something else, that's when it it becomes an issue. And, And if you truly want to be powerful, if you truly want to take back your life from something that you may have like unknowingly given it up to, all you have to do is abstain, um, hold back. If there's something that you always indulge in, if you <laughs> smoke a blunt a day and you s- try your best to stop, it's not going to be easy, obviously, because now that blunt has power over you, um, you'll become powerful beyond what you could imagine like when you think about it how much time do you spend driving to your plug's house how much money out of your paycheck do you take out for the month for the week how much time do you spend high out of your mind not being productive in certain ways you know what I mean and slowly but surely once you try yourself to quit you'll be able to gain back your mind your money your time and most importantly your power and yeah that's if you truly want to be powerful abstain i think that's what i learned from this situation and this lesson in my life and i just thought i'd share it with you guys and i don't know where this will go um have to listen to it and see if I didn't stutter too many times for my liking. I'm not sure if I'll post it, but um, if I do, I hope you enjoy it and that you're along for the ride and you can respond back to me so I know that what I said wasn't a bunch of rambling and I'd like to hear your opinions and and yeah, I think I'm so excited to grow and to look at life differently and yeah. So until next time, I guess.